Let's begin. October is leaving behind everything she's ever known, as she and Fish steam away from Herovia aboard the OK ship, the Agatha. They plan to track down the elemental creature of Earth once they dock in Sandlantis, but for now they're stuck on this boat. Not super interesting, but it was so tough to track them down after that fiasco with the creature of air, so I'm taking no chances. At least everyone else on board is a giant insect, which is pinging October's Herovian xenoracism hardcore. So that should lead somewhere. We join them now for tea. Stuffy Spottingham, the ladybug, and Chirpy Singer, his perky cricket fiancé, share a table with Duchess Antingberg, the unpleasant. They've all got damp cups. October and Fish sit on a third side, cupless. Fish is polishing off a platter of tiny sandwiches. The rolling waves of the red or black sea and the upper deck are visible through the windows lining every wall. This dining room is halfway between a nice hotel and a dining hall at summer camp. Tea, miss with legs? No thanks. I still want a mimosa. <sighs> that waitress's tardiness will be reflected in her tip. Uh, miss Jones, tea? Oh, Darling, humans don't drink tea, only the blood of their enemies. We drink tea. And the blood of your enemies? No, that's Dracula's. And mosquitoes. And ticks. That's a weird stereotype to have about humans. Huh. You learn something new every day. Duchess, could I pour you some more tea? <laughs> the Duchess pins her with an ice-cold stare, her antenna stiff with indignation. Chirpy shrinks. Oh, sorry, your grace. I'm... Mind your manners, Miss Singer. You're not married yet. I'll thank you not to speak to my fiancé that way. Your grace. Don't be so sensitive. I'm helping her. Imagine if she slipped up like that with the immortal queen. <gasps> you guys know the queen? No, of course not. Oh. I met her once when I was a young lava. My father played croquet with her late 16th husband. Isn't that lovely? <laughs> Don't be jealous, Lord Spotcam. You can't expect the immortal queen to meet with foreigners. Foreigners? <clears throat> you see, elemental creature, Lord Spotcam here is not a true Antlantan. No, my lineage does not stem from Antlanta. Though my brother and I did grow up there. My father is in fact fourth in line for the Coxinellian throne. He nonetheless holds great sway with the peerage. But, as you say, Your Grace, I am no ant. This trip has been my first time out of Atlanta. Sheldon's been lovely enough to take me. Yes, I thought it would be nice to show my beautiful fiancé all that the world has to offer. Touring the colonies makes for a wonderful vacation. Sandlantis is full of history and exotic flavor. And political unrest. That's so exciting for you two. I usually avoid the colonies. Atlanta is so much more civilized. But my niece, Antoinette, has been staying in Casamanta to write one of her famous plays. And I promised the poor girl I would visit. So you're taking a vacation in Casamanta despite the violent protests against the imperial occupation? Antony and Cleoantra, she's calling it. <laughs> Antoinette writes the most delightfully distracting plays. 
Are you nervous about the protests, Miss Jones? You shouldn't be. Sheldon says the local law enforcement have it all under control. It's unpleasant business, but nothing a few warrior ants can't handle. <laughs> it takes more than just occupying territory. You need honor to be a warrior. You see, Fish, Don't include me in these this. ants are all over Mediterranean, and now they're even poking feelers into Brazil. But your military doesn't intimidate us. We have no military presence in Brazil. <laughs> right, because the Magi Coalition is exclusively a trade deal with the mystical animals. <laughs> Please. You'll have to forgive my soon-to-be best friend. Her people skills need work. Oh, I'll put her on the Abbey list. No, no need to apologize, elemental creature. Thus far, this voyage has been a fascinating study in the nuances of being uneducated. <gasps> Mandy Mandel, the mustard-dressed mantis, hurries into this uncomfortable scene, tying on her apron. I I'm so sorry, I was busy helping the professor down in the cargo That's hold. That's all well and good, Mandy, but our friends would like to order something. Yes, Lord Spottyham. Wait, I thought you were the maid. You made everything in our room so shiny. We're a little short-staffed right now. How short-staffed, exactly? I'm your waitress, maid, bartender, chief steward, cook, second mate, third mate, nurse, and engineer. Apparently. Wow. That's a lot of things. I can handle it. I think. She was telling us earlier that she's a genuine native of Sandlantis. Isn't that fascinating? Oh, and they don't really eat sand in Sandlantis. It's a misconception. Oh, Chirpy, please. Glad you got that out before any of us embarrassed ourselves. Are you ready to order? Oh, yes, yes, yes. A virgin mimosa for the fish with legs. All right. Miss Singer and I are quite fine. Thank you, Mandy. I'm good. I shan't be ordering anything. Okay, then I'll... I wasn't oh. finished! Yes, your grace. Bring me a pot of hot water and retrieve my tea case from my room. But don't enter my room. You need only open the door a crack and retrieve it from the small table on the right. Yes, your grace. I want your word that you will not rifle through my things with your unruly mantis claws. You have my word, your grace. Good, good. Now go. Mandy does a feeble curtsy. She then rushes back out of the dining room and collides oh. with Brody oh. Body, the beetle all in black. Mandy. Oh, <laughs> Brody. Maybe she, maybe she wash herself. He catches oh. her romantically around the waist and draws her close. Then spots their audience through the window and stiffens. Mandy's antenna twitch bashfully. Sickening. It was so unseemly the way they carried on after we left port. I saw the antenna touching right out in the open. That should only happen between a husband and wife by the eternal flame. Mandy touches Brody's face, then scurries off across the upper deck toward the main stairs. Darling, would you go fetch my purse from our room? I'd like to leave a little something for that poor, overworked mantis girl. Are you certain, my dear? I wouldn't want to abandon you. He subtly indicates the Duchess with his lower hand. I can manage. Then I'll be quick, Miss Singer. Your kindness becomes us both. He squeezes her hand, then rises with a slight bow. Please excuse me, everyone. I shall return shortly. He heads for the door and passes Brody, lingering by the doorway. Brody pulls his cap down antisocially. Good day. Brody nods sullenly at Sheldon's nod, then slouches slowly into the room, still avoiding eye contact. Wow. He has worse social skills than October. Hello, new friend. How are you doing this fine day? Yeah, that's nice. Listen, we just left Brazilian jurisdiction and have officially entered international waters. Do you care? No. 
but yet Oma thinks these announcements make us more legitimate. More legitimate? But the Agatha is already the premier vessel of the Red or Black Sea. Yes, she's a lovely boat that's reliably served noble empire passengers for 15 years running. Yeah, whatever. He turns and stomps yeah. quickly away and out of the dining room. Oh, what a rude creature! But I suppose one can't expect proper etiquette from a peasant. Chirpy crosses all her arms. Tell me about yourself, elemental creature. I must say, your presence on this blasted vessel was quite a pleasant surprise. I was afraid I'd be forced to socialize with the likes of these two. Okay, I'm fish with legs. I'm a fish with legs. I'm the elemental creature of water, and I'd like to address what I consider to be pretty rude behavior that you're using with my new friends. Mm -hmm. How droll! You can't be rude to a human. They don't have manners. Just, just, just look at it. Missing so many parts. And all soft and oily on the outside. I believe they smell with those holes in their face. It's called a nose. And the moistness of its ball eyes. Truly disturbing. Not really a person at all. Okay, so... Please take this as constructive criticism and not a personal attack. But this is the particular kind of behavior that I was talking about before. Still, humans can't help the way they're made. Not like those slum jumpers who choose to overstay their welcome and reach above their station. Slum jumper? Insects like you have no respect for structure and order. It's in your nature. Look at those flaccid, loose antennae. I think that hurt Chirpy's feelings, so maybe we should apologize to her. Apologize? <laughs> to a slum jumper? I think I'll wait for Sheldon out on the deck. Chirpy heads for the door. Good riddance. Okay, October, I need the room. The Duchess and I are going to have a special chat. What? A special one-on-one seminar about tolerance. And I don't think your presence will be constructive. Oh, okay. See you later, I guess. Love you. See you later. You're swell, too. Uh, goodbye. Okay. There are things you can say, and there are things you can't say. For example, pointing out how much money somebody has in comparison to you, not a good call. For October, we don't talk about hats. hats? She knows that, I know that. Makes a friendship easier. Talking about how many legs you October leaves and steps out onto the upper deck. Chirpy is crouched by the railing furthest from the cabin, near the front of the ship. October skulks forward across the open deck, past the cushioned beach chairs littered under the shelter of the freestanding roof. Chirpy? Chirpy jumps, popping to her feet. Oh, Miss Jones, you startled me. Oh, uh, sorry. October awkwardly joins her at the railing. Down below, Brody is disassembling the cargo crane on the main deck. A big piece is already wrapped in oilcloth at his feet. So... That was pretty rough in there. I didn't think bugs were like that even with their own kind. <laughs> their own kind? Oh, Miss Jones, ants like Duchess Antenberg will never see me as one of their own. Chirpy pushes off the railing and drops full length into a deck chair. October follows cautiously, pulling out her book. She perches on a second chair and starts drawing. You see, the nobility of the Royal Ant Empire is deeply rooted. The Duchy of Antcaster and the Spottinghams have been allied for decades. We run into the Duchess at every social event we attend, and she is the worst. As you've seen. Yeah, she's pretty bad. <laughs> you have no idea. 
But it's not like I give a bag of newts of what some bug thinks of me. Hmm. It must be nice to be an outsider. You don't have to care what anyone thinks. I'm a researcher, not an outsider. Doesn't one follow the other? Chirpy sits up. October quickly closes her book. I used to be an outsider. Before I entered their world. Though in some ways, I still am one. She strolls toward the water wheel at the back of the boat, leaving October behind. Um, are you... okay? October hesitantly gets to her feet to follow. Atlanta is the most beautiful place in the world. It's a sprawling paradise of a city, and it's massive. It flows like a living thing. But I'm not from there. I'm from a little factory town that sits right where the Grand Panantma Canal reaches the ocean. I'm common. My family makes boats. Like this one. Huh. Chirpy strokes the back railing thoughtfully, her eyes on the carved water wheel. Her plum skirt and long antenna whip in the wind coming off the water. October sits on the stairs going up to the pilot house and resumes drawing. We build masterpieces. Each as beautiful as this one. Once we finished, they'd go off to have their names burned in and we'd never touch them again. On their way out of the city, they'd pass through the canal, and I'd watch each take its maiden voyage and dream of boarding it and being taken far away. Eventually, I got tired of dreaming, and I took myself away. To Atlanta. I met the spotting cams at a show one night. I'm a musician. And for a while, Lord Spottingham and I had a perfect life. We went to jazz clubs and fancy restaurants. We were in love. It was a dream come true. But that woman! She stomps her foot. And people like her. They make it all so hard. I finally am one of the people aboard the boat, but it's never as simple as that. Sometimes I wonder if I wasn't better off on the shore. Chirpy takes a seat next to October. I don't know why you want her approval. All those posh bugs are just elitist. You have this queen bug who bathes in blood to keep her youth. What? And these rich bugs who look down on the poor bugs. And the poor bugs have no chance to make something of themselves. You do know bug is an incredibly offensive slur. Sorry. Giant insect. Well, some people prefer giant invertebrate. It's more inclusive for uh, giant arachnids and... Okay, whatever. My point is, that's why Herovia is great. Everyone is equal. We all work for the High Council, and the High Council works for Herovia. But doesn't your council still have power over everyone else? Well, yeah, but you don't just get put on the council because your father is from royalty. You get power in Herovia by working hard and proving yourself. Which is what I'm doing. I once thought hard work and determination was all one needed in life, but I'm not so sure these days. Well, as soon as you stop believing it can work, it won't. That's what makes the work so hard. Hmm. I suppose we're not so different, you and I. Perhaps we could have been friends in some other world where the borders- Hold on! Do you hear that? Pardon me? I don't know what her deal is. All I'm getting is the water wheel and- Oh. What do you know? Oh. I hear it. They stopped. October stands up, alert. No, I don't know. Your hearing's better than mine. 
She rushes forward around the upper cabin, Chirpy bouncing beside her, and they just catch a glimpse of something dark going overboard by the ship's nose. What the heck was that? They run down the steps to the main deck, colliding with the foredeck's railing to look down over the water. Just bubbles. Is that Brody? Oh my word. What do we do? Flaming husk, hold on! The cicada captain appears to throw open the emergency locker in the front of the main cabin. He grabs a bright orange ring with a rope attached and heaves it out over the water. It bobs, mingling with the last of the bubbles from Brody's disappearance. The waves are quiet. No Brody. Fish with legs? October's running, sprinting up the steps. Fish with legs! To the upper deck. Fish! She throws open the door to the dining room. With legs! We were scared of the Draculas without taking a chance to get to know them. We were being prejudiced. Oh, I, I still don't see how this story is at all Fish, relevant. Brody fell overboard. <gasps> By the eternal flame. Fish with legs springs up and onto the table. Fish with legs swimming powers. Then hops over, heading for the door. She passes October. Where? At the bow. The, the front. Fish with legs runs, springboards off the upper deck's railing, rising into the air, clears the foredeck, and dives into the water ahead of the boat. Whoa. October rushes back down, the Duchess trailing behind her. Sheldon and the dashing Professor Washington O'Connell have joined the Captain and Chirpy. Stay calm, everyone. W- what was that yelling? Was there a fight? Captain Hummer, I demand an explanation. Why is your staff jumping overboard? What's going on? Rudy went overboard. What? On purpose? I can assure you that this was some sort of accident that was entirely the fault of the victim. No, I saw someone running away. I Absurd. think he was hurt. Shouldn't you be doing something, Humphrey? He's your employee. I threw the life preserver, and technically he's a freelance worker, so I am not Fish liable. Fish legs went down there. She's... Fish! Fish with legs emerges over the railing. <laughs> climbing the life preserver rope. She looks bedraggled. Maybe it's the expression on her face. No Brody. She drips onto the deck. I couldn't find him, October. I looked all around. I I, I swear. It's okay, fish with legs. (sighs) I, um... I'm free. You said you saw someone chirpy. Where'd they go? I... I don't know. The edge of the roof blocked my view. But I definitely saw someone. Are you certain it wasn't just some sort of accident? It may have been, but if Chirpy saw someone, then we need to go- Oh! Uh, I was expecting you to be upstairs. Mandy steps out onto the foredeck. That's everyone on the boat now. Minus Brody. There's a fraught moment where everyone stares at her. Sheldon takes off his hat. Here you are, your grace, hot water, and I've retrieved your tea case. She smiles, hopefully, extending the pot of hot water and large wooden box in her claws. What's wrong? Mandy, I, uh, come over here a moment. He leads her away. She's still clutching the box and the teapot. They speak quietly for a moment, and then... <gasps> oh, my tea box! Duchess! Mandy, wait! Mandy shoves through to the railing and clings to it, leaning, looking down at the bobbing life preserver. Humphrey gets a hold of her arm so she doesn't go over. He gives her a bracing pat on the back as she collapses onto the railing, sobbing. Everyone else just sort of... watches... That's kind of a bummer. October leans over to the curled-up fish with legs. Fish, we should look for clues. If Chirpy saw someone, this might have been... Murder. 
She casts her eyes around the deck, examining the giant insects around them. Who done it? The frugal captain? The straight-laced nobleman? The conveniently tardy waitress? We'll find out. Next time. Let's stop. <laughs> oh, there, there, darling. It's just so tragic. The poor man lost his sea. Indeed, so very tragic. But chin up, darling. We must get on. Right. <laughs> Thank you for listening to October Jones and Fish with Legs. Created by Dexter Lavery Calendar, Elizabeth Naveen, and Zoe Bougeot. With cromulent music by Alexander Cruz. We should commemorate him somehow. Perhaps we could have a burial at sea. Uh, uh, darling, <laughs> he's already in the sea. Oh, yes, that's true. <laughs> but I do so love your kind heart, especially towards the working class. Thank you. Um, speaking of the working class... This episode featured the wonderful voice talents of Tyson Fraley, Sarah Capanna, Hannah Jack Helcrow, Brianna Bagshaw-Stocks, Takeshi Fukushima, Aaron Feldman, Pablo Tull, Zoe Bougeot, Aaron Dunlop, and Elizabeth Niveen. If you want to keep up to date with the show, the best place to follow is Twitter, at October and Fish. Since you're feeling so distraught, darling, wouldn't you rather express your emotions in the privacy of our room? Perhaps that's the best. <laughs> Ta-ta for now. <laughs>